See, I feel like that should just be extended out at least two minutes or so before you can really like start to feel it. Hey, good morning. My name's Danny Phillips. I'm a next gen pastor and I'm so excited to be with you guys this morning. We've got several of our Team, some of our pastors, and I think about 35 or so that are over in Israel right now. They were, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I uh, got a message from them this morning. They were standing uh, outside of the walls of Jerusalem and praying for us as we are in just a second to be able to pray for them. Uh, in case you've been watching the news, they are okay. So we'll take a deep breath and know that uh, they are okay. And so we want to continue to pray for their protection, pray for God to continue to move and stir uh, some great things within them. Um, so let's do that. Are y'all good with that? Can we pray for our team over there? God, we thank you for uh, what you're stirring in this place. And God, I thank you that you um, are alive, active, and moving in Israel, that you're alive, active, and moving within Jerusalem. And we, God, we just pray right now for your hand of covering, a hand of protection over Israel. We also just pray specifically for our team, that you would guard them physically, that you would guard them spiritually, that you would infuse within them a great wisdom uh, of, of knowing you in greater measure as they get to walk the places that you walked, Jesus, as they get to encounter story after story of a God who moves and, and, and works within his people in a mighty way. So God, we thank you for what you're uh, doing in them now. We thank you for what that's gonna result in uh, within this body and within this community and this region because of what you're working right now as you uh, teach and guide every moment that's ahead of us. And God, we thank you for today. In Jesus' name, everybody say. Amen. It's okay, it's okay. We'll get there, it's all right. No, I'm just fine. Hey, um, we are in a series called Raise a Praise. And, and I love this, uh, this, this, this series of Raise a Praise. Um, but before we get rolling, I, I feel like we need to talk about just some definitions and what does it mean to, uh, to, to praise? I think sometimes we hear a word so frequently that it starts to lose its meaning. So let me just um, start with, with this as a, as a precursor, that, that to praise God is to acknowledge how great he is and to thank God for the great things he has done. So let me read that again. To praise God is to acknowledge how great he is and to thank God for the great things he has done. Praise is a deep thankfulness and gratitude that spills out of us. So if we kind of start there, then, then I think that it's, it's only right to, to read from a psalm as we did earlier, Psalm 71. The Psalms is literally translated the book of praises. And so if we're gonna pull and kind of look at what it is to praise, and I think it's appropriate for us to look at the book of praises that just is set out before us. John Calvin calls the Psalms an anatomy of every part of the human soul. That within the Psalms, within the book of praises, that we might begin to identify any position that our soul might be in whether we feel attacked or down, whether we feel elated and excited, or, or we're just kind of in that stage, that there is a psalm to match, that there is a song that was written on somebody's heart that would attribute praise to God for how great he is and the great things that he has done. 
And the Psalm that we read presses into all of this. And so what I wanna do for, for just a little bit, I wanna share just a, a few things about that Psalm that we read, Psalm 71, four through 16. And then I want us to kind of just dialogue a little bit um, and hear a story and then talk about what that looks like in, in our life. Now, um, in, in verse six and uh, verse, uh, verse five um, and six, um, we have multiple times um, that the word praise is used. Now, now praise is a, is a from the book of praises that you'll find very often within the Psalms. And, and it carries a, a similar, if you just look it up, like dictionary style, you take the Hebrew word and throw it in a dictionary, Bible dictionary, it'll come out with a relatively same definition. But then you begin to see how that word is used within that verse or within that phrasing. Um, and, and this word tehala um, carries the connotation that it's something that's within you. So verse six, my praise is continually of you. It has this, this it carries this, this idea or thought that it's something that's within you, right? Um, but verse eight, my mouth is filled with your praise. Something that's within you that, that as soon as it becomes, as soon as I start to open my mouth, that praise would come out because of the great God, because of who he is and what he's done. It would be as though um, I take just a big swig of water. I'm to open my mouth. Something's spilling out. That's, somebody told me earlier, I kind of missed the towel. We did it again. Um, the praise, as soon as the mouth is open, something is spilling out, something's coming out of the soul, deep within you. There is something that rises up within you, that's continually within you, that spills out of you in the form of praise. And verse seven says, I have been a portent, as a portent to many. That, that word portent, I had no idea. I'd never even heard it before. You guys have, so that's cool. It's a wonder or a sign, a special display of God's power. So check this out. As the praise spills out of me, is it something that's deep within me, within my soul? As it spills out of me, it becomes a display of God's power. It's a wonder, it's a sign. People marvel at it. They begin to understand that there is a great God because of the praise that's spilling out of you and me. But then there's another camp, there's another group that we oftentimes can fall into or feel some opposition from. In verse 10, it says, for my enemies speak concerning me. Those who watch for my life consult together. So there's something else that could potentially be within you. And it's one that, that seeks death and, and destruction from those that, that are bringing life. And so as they begin to speak, what is being, what's coming out of their mouth, what's spilling out of them is death, is destruction. We want to put an end to what is taking place within the psalmist. And so we want to put that down. We want to quench that movement. Verse 14 says, I, but I, I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. And so there is this 
connection, and we'll talk more about this here in just a little bit, but a strong connection between this hope, a hope that's continually within us and the praise that begins to spill out of us. And so I understand that I don't have control over what they may do, but I do control what comes out of me. And I want that to be a praise that's pouring out of me. I've seen this in one of our uh, friends and I'm gonna ask Dwight Helton to, to come up and join me for just a little bit. Um, Dwight is a member of our team up here at 1910 and we love Dwight. Um, I've seen him. <laughs> Dwight, this is kind of wet right here. I apologize for that. Is it on? It's one of those shaking mics. Do you just shake it to turn on? No. Do you want to share with me? Do you want to talk to the same mic? No. no? That's fine. I just wanted to warn you, I had breakfast tacos for breakfast. That's okay. Hey, hey, thanks, Jen. We'll get that other mic open running. Oh, hold on. That's glowing. This one's good. See, that always happens, right? It's so good. Um, so, Dwight, tell us a little bit, uh, background, where are you coming in from? How'd you, how'd you link up? How'd you land here at 1910? Okay, uh, it's good to be here with you all this morning. I, I, some of you all may know, I, for 35 years, I was a classroom teacher. I started off my career in Brownsville, Texas, on a Christian school campus, private school. I taught um, Bible and eighth grade science. It was the most difficult year of my life, my first year. <laughs> I ended up my career here in, in Bernie. We came to Bernie in uh, 1993 and uh, taught here for 21 years. My last assignment was a fourth grade class over at Fair Oaks Ranch Elementary. Uh, so, yeah, I've enjoyed being a part. Uh, we came to uh, 1910, 2008, and uh, God just began to do some really great things uh, here. What was it that brought you here specifically? Why, why, why 1910? That is a, a, an amazing story, one of God's great miracles that he did for Laura and I. I... Um, taught here in Bernie, and we were going to church in, in uh, Leon Springs, a great church over there, uh, Journey Church, but I didn't feel connected with my community, and so I would, this was shortly after 1910 began. I said, I, I just want to go check out 1910, see what it's all about, and I never left. I, hmm. I've been here ever since. Well, we're glad you didn't leave, so that's, that's good. You wouldn't be up here right now. Dwight, what are some of the things that you're involved in right now? Good. Uh, you, you know, um, of course, because I taught school, I was interested in kids, and I'll never forget my first Sunday um, at 1910, we were over at the middle school, and Brandy Quinn came up to me and she said, oh, you teach school, you need to be in here with, uh, with our kids program. Brandy. And so I've been there ever since. I, I do third, fourth, and fifth grade, small group, large group, and, and uh, I love that. Yeah, um, and then you do some things also outside of this house, so you, but you're also a part of our, our staff, so tell them what you do here on the staff. Yeah, I'm actually here on staff with the facilities department, uh, facilities team, and uh, enjoy getting to be a part of everything that goes on here at 1910. And then some other places outside in the community, whether it's life group, ministry, jail ministry. Most recently, God has kind of gotten me interested in getting back into the classroom, and I'm substitute teaching over at Geneva School. And uh, I love that. Um, our life group, uh, hosted by John and Diane Myers, 
uh, meets on Friday evenings. And we have, uh, a few years back, God put it on our hearts and our life group to, to get involved with a, a jail ministry here at Kendall County Jail. We didn't know what that looked like, but uh, Tom Cook, Cheryl Cook, uh, John and Diane Myers at the time, uh, Amanda is involved in that. We just decided that we were going to go see what it was, what we could do. And uh, on Thursday evenings, we do um, a uh, service on both the men's and women's side of that jail. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so in, within those things that you do, so it's not just about the things you do, but, but how do you see praise coming out of you, that thing that spills out of you and thankfulness for what God's done um, and who he is? How does that spill out of you in those things that you're a part of right now? Right. Uh, that, that's one of the hardest things. There, there is a tendency for me to, to say, well, if, if, I'm a, if I'm a believer, then I need to be out serving and, and, and we can do that. I found myself kind of doing things in my own power, my own strength. And I had to go back and re, uh, re-look at that. And it was, it, it's been beautiful to see how when I was willing to say, all right, God, you're going to be able to do what you do through me and gave him that freedom and surrendered to him. Yeah. What a, a joy came. You know, it wasn't as if it was some obligation that I had to had to do. It was God gave me a joy in doing it. So I love being able to go out there and pull weeds. <laughs> I love being able to go back there into the warehouse and teach a small group. These are things that I look forward to every every week. I love that. Can you all give Dwight a big round of applause, Dwight? Thank you so much. <laughs> I told I told our earlier crew that um, Dwight and I, um, I love getting to see him work. And um, for, for Dwight, again, it's not a, I, you barely have to ask him. Like sometimes you have to ask him, please, please don't do this. Several years ago, we had a student conference and, um, and like the brilliancy of student pastor mind, like confetti, let's have paper confetti, like last song, just blow confetti everywhere. The only problem with that is that you have to clean it up. Um, and we were doing that for about the next 12 months, um, finding it all over, like back in, uh, in clubhouse area. Like, how does it even get back here? So we blow the confetti everywhere and I look back and I had a plan and like a, blow, a big blower to take care of this, all this mess. And Dwight's in this back corner back there with a dustpan and a broom and just sweeping like this. And I'm like, Dwight, please, please stop. Like, and he's like, what, what do you want me to do? Like, I am going to work. We're gonna do this thing. So let me do it. <laughs> Yes, sir. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll, I'll catch Dwight when he thinks that nobody else is in the building and he'll have his headphones in and just sing into the Lord. And he is such a gift. And, and I want you guys to hear from, from Dwight because I think sometimes we, when we think about praise, we think about those monumental moments in life. We think about those big places and these big shifts of, of God showing up. And I would say, yes, absolutely, amen. Praise the Lord for that. But if we're honest, I'll, I would say a lot of us maybe either haven't had that story yet or we're, we're kind of, you find yourself just in the everyday. And so what I wanna encourage you with today is God wants to meet you and allow your praise to come out of those moments just as much. And so I wanna talk through just 10 ways to throw a praise into the everyday. You say 10, that's a lot. That's more than three. A three-point sermon is how it's supposed to go in most places. And I would say, correct, 10 is more than three. Congratulations, we've established a number identity. But what I would say, like, like 10, I feel like 10's good. 
tinsy amount of fingers and toes that we have, like 12 would be probably too much, right? Like where do you even put number 11 and 12? 10 felt right. So we'll talk about five things that, uh, five things that we can do in five times that we can do them. The first thing is this, everybody ready? I just need you to take a big breath in and let it out. Just blow that coffee breath all over the back of the head of the person in front of you. There is a contemplative practice um, called the Yahweh breath. It's the breathing is something that you do naturally. You don't even have to think about it. In fact, when I told you to breathe, you're like, yeah, duh. I'm, I'm not gonna stop, even though you're telling me to keep going. Like, I, I'm, it's just something that you're going to do. And a part of the con- contemplative practice is, is simply that this thought that um, even as we breathe, that we would be speaking through breath the, the name of Yahweh, Yahweh. That even within that, within that pause, within that breath, that there would be the name of God on our lips and coming out of us, that we'd be breathing in the name of God, that we'd be expelling his uh, praises something that we do all the time. So, so when you wake up, your first cognitive moment in the morning, whether it's 4 a.m. when that four-year-old comes busting in because I have to go potty or I had a bad dream or I think it's time for you to get up now because I'm up or, or I heard something, like whatever your story is that happened last night, like I, I, I get it. Um, whatever point it is that you find yourself taking that first inhale, is there a place for you to thank God in that moment. God, thank you for that breath right there. I know that there may be craziness ahead of you during the day, but can you for a moment just go, God, thank you for that breath. You are the sustainer of life. And I woke up this morning because of you. God, thank you for this breath this morning. There's an opportunity that you have every time that you greet somebody. You come across people all the time. So unless you're holed up in a closet somewhere, you're gonna pass by people. Can there be a praise that comes out of you through a nod, through a handshake, through a hug? I think about all the times that I have an opportunity to hug family members or friends. And every time you do that, would you have just a moment to say, God, thank you for this person right now. Thank you that I get to to speak to this person, look them in the eye, to hug them. God, thank you that you've given them to me, even though I don't always understand them and I don't always like them. God, thank you for giving them to me. Can we thank God for the people around us? And can we do that every time we greet somebody? We would naturally think of this one, um, we think about the song, Um, but I would attach to that, that there is a a song and a dance that are correlated to each other. We think about praising God through song, but it's just hard for me to sit still and not move when there's also a song about the great God that we serve. And so there's just this movement that takes place. I understand that some of you suffer from what many call WBD, which is the white boy disease, and it lacks rhythm and ability to really move with what's happening with that bass drum, right? I I get that, I understand it. Push through it, right? I've seen a lot of you guys at weddings, and it's ugly, but it works, right? You're having fun. And so as, as those things come out of you, allow it to be attached to a physical expression. Allow what's in you to come out, not just out of your mouth because it's words that are on the screen or words that you know, but allow it to come out of you from a physical 
place. We were at a uh, conference this past week with, with Pastor Josh and Pastor Todd, and we were sitting in the balcony area, and there was a, a wave of people underneath us. And I looked down at one point, and I almost got like a little lightheaded and woozy because it seemed as though we were singing this song about God's reckless love, that there was just the entire room coming back and forth. <laughs> almost, I had to like, sit down slowly because it felt like the whole room was moving because their physical body couldn't contain everything that their mouth was singing about. You with me? And then there's the pause. And for some of you, that just got really awkward. And I'm not sorry. And for some people watching online, you thought that we had a glitch, like you're sending messages in. It broke. <laughs> Reset the malfunctioning dude on the stage. That pause for some of us was the, the longest span of time we've had to just sit and be still all week. And there's times within the book of praises called Psalms that there's just this word called Selah. It's just a pause. This pause to reflect, to sit in a moment and reflect on the goodness of God. This thanking God, this pause, this Selah moment can take place while you're sitting around a fire with a group of people or in a chair or taking a nap. It's pausing in the middle of scripture. It's pausing when there's chaos all around you. It's pausing to remember that in this moment, God is good and he does good things. Several weeks ago, we were out at my brother's for uh, Easter ceremonies and lunch and all that fun stuff. And we have the, the chaos of the eggs. And it, it felt like there was about 85 people there. And I was just looking through a window in the back of his house that looks into the backyard, observing everything that was happening. And I just had a sale. It was just a pause of a moment. I almost just started weeping because of God's goodness over our family. And I could tell you story after story of God's rescue work, of how he moved and, and, and fashioned his sustaining power in our lives, how he guided us, how he moved us to this place, how he has allowed us to, to begin to build a legacy of a family in that backyard. But it wouldn't have happened unless we just paused for a moment and let something just sit to reflect on and remember the goodness of God. And sometimes we need to talk. And some of you are really, really good at talking and you use a lot of words, lots of words. And I'm thankful for that, I really am. Some of you guys need to talk more and actually like use your words as we tell our children so often, use them, they're good most of the time. But in this talking, can it not just be endless banter or, or blabbering, but could it have some substance? Could it have something that comes from here out of a deep-seated joy and thankfulness for all that God has done? Can that be on our lips? And when, when, when things begin to uh, turn in a direction that, that you see that God's not honored or glorified in, could you allow that moment right there for the words that come out of your mouth to be ones of praise? 
Could you take the despondent, the hopeless moments, the broken moments and speak life into them? Not in a trite way, not in a way that just pontificates and, and tries to give an explanation, but that speaks life and hope into that moment right there. We live in a world that's filled with all kinds of anger and hatred and, 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 and struggle. Can we be a place of light, a fountain of hope that when the mouth is open in conversations that people hear the hope of a risen savior through Jesus Christ. Can that be a place? Those are five things. Can we talk through five times? The first one I just wrote down was traffic. And I don't know if I was in a place where I was stuck in traffic as the Lord laid that on my heart, but it seems like a very unlikely place to praise God. And if you're driving towards San Antonio between the times of 7 a.m. and 9 a.m., that is some great time to praise the Lord. <laughs> because the opposite is you want to begin speaking all type of things against that person next to you that won't let you in. Or that person on the access road that hasn't figured out in South Texas that if you're on the access road, you yield. <laughs> As I'm coming out, you don't get to keep going. Although those have been great opportunities for me to praise the Lord, God, thank you that my car is not demolished in this moment. Thank you that there is an empty lane to swerve into. But there's so many opportunities for us to take within those times as we drive. Do you know how many things have to go right for you to reach your destination? <laughs> how many millions of parts within your car? And there's at least a couple that you can think of right now. You're like, oh yeah, I need to get that fixed and that fixed and that fixed. And then some of you are like, yeah, my mechanic told me about that like six months ago and I still haven't got it fixed. And there's a lot of us on the road that carry that same thing. And when you start thinking like that, you're like, there is a miracle every single time I get in my car. Or if you're riding with somebody else that still drives with two feet, definitely a miracle that I'm still like, <laughs> think about my grandfather in his Lincoln Town car. It was like, Wade, you have two pedals, one foot. It works. So, so in traffic times, uh, you, have, you spend a lot of time at work. And, and, and what I mean by, by praise and work, it's not simply that um, we have the thought, well, God, I have a job. A lot of people don't, so I should be thankful. No, 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 no. There is an opportunity that God has given you that he's invited you into the ability to work, create, bring order, and cultivate. If there's a world of chaos, even within your work, but even outside of that, that he's given you a task to do to bring order to the brokenness around you. If you're trying to figure out what it is that you wanna do with your life, begin thinking about what do I see in the world around me that's broken? And how is God asking me to partner with him in that to cultivate order and peace around me? Thank him for allowing you to partner with him, for inviting you into his journey. It's more than a job. It's more than a paycheck. And the things that you're able to do as you praise out of that will be worth far more than anyone could pay you or what you could do with that money. Seasons. We, we go through different seasons when you start or end something, there's an opportunity to praise. The season you're in right now is a short season. Seniors, the season that you're rolling through this past year, I'm sure it's flown by this senior year. Parents, as you think through from birth to 18 years, it's kind of flown by. 
We have, uh, we use a parent queue with some of our orange curriculum with our NTK and, and Clubhouse. And on that app, it will tell you how many weeks you have left with your child in your home. You wanna get slightly depressed, but also very urgent in how you are working towards the spiritual formation of your child. Look and see how many weeks you have left with your child in their home, in your home. It goes by fast. So, but, but, but we're not sitting there trying to hang on to, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go. But understand that God's given you that season for a reason to be a part of it. When one is done, another one will begin. Praise God for it because it'll soon pass and will be just a nostalgic memory. Do we praise God in the season that you're in? Whether it's good or it's bad, we get to praise God for that. If it's a rough season and it's bad, you get to praise God that he's forming you and doing some things in you that you won't see till much later. And you begin to praise God because he's bringing something good out of it. And you praise God because good is coming because he's a good God that works all things for his good, uh, our good and his glory. Some of the most impactful moments in my life is when I'm at a funeral Danny, that just took a dark turn. Um, it, it's a season. Life is a season in itself. But one of the most powerful moments is when I see a spouse of a deceased one lift their hands in praise as we sing about God's faithfulness and his goodness. Staring death in the face and responding with something that's deeply rooted within them. I have a hope in Jesus' resurrection and a good God, and I will praise him for it, even in the face of death. At the end of a meal, hold on, I thought we we're supposed to thank God at the beginning of it. That's cool. I'm, yes, do that too. The only problem is sometimes we rush through it really fast or we get the plate in front of us and somebody that we dearly love prays for way too long <laughs> while I'm bowing over said food and it smells so delicious that I kind of want to take like pre-prayer food, <laughs> chips and fries, bacon, that's all pre-prayer food, didn't know if y'all know that or not, <laughs> and consume that. Um, <laughs> there's a Jewish practice um, a, a blessing that they engage in post-meal. And it talks all about, uh, there's several parts of the blessing. It's the meal, it's the priestly, it's a blessing of Israel, it's a blessing of the heart. But so much of it talks about his provision and his care. So what if, what if we begin talking and begin sharing our thankfulness to God because of what we've just consumed for God's provision. And you could also talk about how good the food is. God, thank you for these, these, these wonderful flavors that you've put in here. Thank you for the spices. Thank you that it's hot. And even if the meal's not that good, God, it's food and you put it in my belly so I can get through. Don't use that as code for let's not have this meal again. All right, just, just y'all be nice to each other with that one. But begin to talk about God's goodness and his sustaining work in your life and use food as a reminder for that. Lastly, I'd say church family. The reality is all of these can be practiced anywhere and everywhere, anywhere and everywhere with anyone. You can even, you can even mix and match them, right? So you can have a time, a, a sail moment in your car. You can have a sing and dance time uh, when you're with your, uh, at the end of a meal or as a season changes. 
But always in this place, praise should break out in many different forms all the time. It should encourage the hurting. It should embolden the silent and witness to the lost. It should be a wonder and a sign to God's great power within his bride, the church. These everyday things are potential, powerful moments of praise. Let me ask you this, is there a praise in you that needs to spill out? But what might plant this praise within you that spills out? And I'd simply say this, it's faith in Jesus and the giving of the Holy Spirit. It's more than perpetual optimism. This heart that we're talking about is not just, well, things will be okay. No, no, no. Things will be okay because we have a hope in a risen Savior. There's a resurrection of Jesus that we are aware of. If hope is in anything other than the name of Jesus and his kingdom, praise will fall to the side because there's no solution for sin and brokenness outside of the resurrection power of Jesus. And this is, this resurrection is our hope. I've seen that those with the loudest, most contagious and continuous praise are those with hope in the power of God, both now and to come. And it can be a little annoying if you're around that a lot because you're going, where do I have that same hope? And we're not trying to compare. I'm just asking you, like, is that type of hope within you? That deep-seated hope in the resurrection life that spills out into praise. I was at uh, an assembly for my daughter this past week and they talked about this hope. And they said, it wasn't just wishful thinking, it's confident expectation of what God has promised. Hope is confident expectation what God has promised. And so we read things like Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That is our hope that is not broken. Those are truths that I'm praising God for even when it hasn't happened, but we are banking on the promises of God being fulfilled. What's in you will come out. Is there a praise in you? Let it come out. This deep-seated hope in Jesus draws us to center ourselves on him. Nothing else is central, it's Jesus. It's a simple place of remembering the person and work of Jesus and coming back to the first things, as Dwight mentioned earlier. I just want us to have a couple moments where we get to practice this. And you may be thinking, oh my gosh, we're gonna be out of here early because Ezra came up on the stage and like that's, that's the cue for the end. And so what I'm just asking like, will you just hang with me just for a little bit longer? Like press the pause button just for a moment. And as we sing just a couple songs, I want us to, to move into this place of praise. Would, would there be a breath that you just need to take and rest in the promises of God? Is there a, a greeting that you need to make in this place and a hug and neck that you haven't hugged for a while? You've been putting it off because, oh, it's just not the right time. Now's the time, go do it. Is there a conversation to listen up to remind them of the resurrection power of Jesus in this moment right now? Do you just need to pause and sit there for a little bit and, and allow a song to be sung over you? You need to sing. 
and allow that to come out in some sort of dance. I learned this earlier, like I don't know what that means, but it's a, it's a dance. Do you need to just have your arms raised? Like, I don't know what it looks like for you, but if there's a praise in you, I need it to come out. As we center ourselves back on the person and work of Jesus. So God, that is our prayer. Would you allow us, our hearts to be aligned with the reality of who you are and what you've done. The reality that for so many of us, we've stifled the praise, we've suppressed the praise and it just needs to come out of us. Like, like a newborn animal bursting into a field with that type of praise launch out of us in this place. Or like, like a baby that, that just needs to be wrapped in loving arms. As we look towards a loving father, would you wrap us in your arms and let us just have a conversation with you in these moments. May praise come out of us because there's a hope within us.